Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Wait, I'm not on a train. Which one is this? Oh, oh, right. Uh, season three, episode two. Sorry for the confusion, folks. <clears throat> Nostalgia. Webster's Dictionary, which actually doesn't exist anymore, that, that was replaced by Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, and that was basically replaced by that ubiquitous internet search engine, now that I think of it. Hmm. All right, all right, let's try this one more time. <clears throat> Nostalgia. Wiktionary defines it as a bittersweet yearning for the things of the past. Urban Dictionary says basically the same thing, but there's also an ad for fidget spinners, which ironically are very much a thing of the present. Anyway, nostalgia is the topic of this voiceover, which brings us to my dads, Bryce and Kevin, while their son, Tron, that's me, quietly narrates to himself in the psychiatric ward of the local hospital. These two high school sweethearts are preparing for the 25th reunion of the Contentment Corner High class of 1992. And you're sure he's okay? The doctors say he's perfectly fine if he if he takes his meds. Like, literally, all he has to do is swallow a pill in front of someone, and he can check himself out. Can you... Uh, can, you can you help me with this cummerbund? I can, but I'm not sure why you're dressing up for this thing. It's our 25th reunion, Kevin. The circumstances would seem to call for a little pomp, wouldn't you say? I don't know that I would say, because... I don't know what pomp is. If you mean your non-existent beer gut, I've told you about that before. But my point is, you didn't wear a tux to our prom, or to homecoming, or for your class picture. In fact, I didn't see you in anything but that leather jacket until we started dating. Yeah. I was a rebel, wasn't I? Did you remember to get the recycling out? I'd rather not stumble into the alley at 5.30 tomorrow morning in my underwear again, if I can help it. <sighs> what happened to us? You mean today? Well, we both went to our jobs, then we had a nice, light dinner together. I washed the dishes, and you dried. Then we came up here to get ready for our reunion, and I asked you where our boy was. No, I mean, when did we get... I don't know, old, boring. I keep reading about millennials in The New Yorker, and then I stop and, and wonder, when the hell did I start reading The New Yorker? I used to be cool. Now I've begun to spiral inexorably into entropy, as we all must. You're still cool to me. I can't remember the last time I pulled out the old gift box. I... Still don't know what that is. And wrote a simple three-chord song about a girl named Sandy. Or Polly. Or Suzanne. But now we're... We're sellouts. Teenage us would have hated 42-year-old us. I, I don't know what that means. Yes, we gave up wondering where our next meal was coming from out on the open road. But we have a beautiful home. A son who's mostly sane and, and steady jobs. I wouldn't call that selling out. We just, you know, we grew up. Plus, I don't think I was ever cool. Yeah, but what happened to our ideals? 
to my poetry, to the passion. Maybe you should ditch the tux and pull out the old leather jacket. Might make it feel better. And nobody's going to recognize you in this thing anyway. What did I do to deserve you? Well, you treated me like a subordinate that you could barely stand to be around, and turns out I was into that. Yeah, I was pretty cool, wasn't I? Sarcastic Voyage presents the continuing story of Contentment Corner, starring Duncan Bosco as Kevin Cutchington and Jason Wallace as Bryce Champson. Welcome, everyone, to the 25th reunion of the Contentment Corner class of 1992. Go Bees! You guys, it's so amazing to have everyone back here. Some people say your best years are the years you spend in high school, and those people are right. (laughs) I've missed you all so much. I've been looking forward to this evening for so long. Over the past several months, I've taken a personal hand in everything from the catering to the music. I tried to curate a playlist that reflected not just the music that was popular in 92, but the tastes of as many of you as possible. And on the walls, as I'm sure you all will have noticed, are exact replicas of the decorations that were up during our amazing post-grad lock-in party. I had to dip into my own pocket to make most of this happen, and I don't mind telling you, it wasn't cheap. But it's all so completely worth it. So everyone, feel free to reconnect and try to make this night last as long as you possibly can, because before you know it, it will all be over. Again. Class of 92 rules, I think I got an eyelash in my eye, so I'll be right back. Bye. Kevin? Yes, Bryce? You know how I've been feeling a bit melancholy today because this reunion has forced me to take stock of what I've done with my life so far and that accounting has come up short? I do know that, yeah, yeah. That speech has not improved the situation. The center cannot hold Kevin. God, we're at Defcon Yates now. Yes, I know it's out of fashion. This is my high school reunion. Everyone's here in their 40s and... Ah, uh, uh, Bryce, Kevin, hi! So nice to see you both. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Mwah. Wow, Vatican, you haven't aged a day in 25 years. Oh, stop. No, he's right. You look almost exactly the same as you did on graduation day. Whereas we... (sighs) Well, I guess having access to St. Corby's line of age-concealing wonder products must have paid off. Yeah, that's probably it. It's probably just the soap. Also, it's so cool that you're still into soap, like you were when we were kids. You didn't sell out. No, I will not tell them. Will you two excuse me for a moment, please? Okay. Sure. I told you I only need about an hour for this. Are you so completely selfish that you can't even give me an hour? Well, see, that wasn't sad. Vatican is still amazing. Maybe if she comes back, we can get her to give one of those inspiring speeches she was always so good at. That'd make you feel better. True. Right now, she just makes me realize that it's possible to be amazing at our age. Which is a whole different kind of depressing. Hey, there's Daryl Brang. Nobody thought he'd show. Who? Daryl Brang. Yeah, repeating the name isn't going to suddenly imbue it with meaning for me. He went to school with us, and and now he's a best-selling author. An author, you say? Yes, an author. Is there anything more impressive? More 
perfect and pure than an author? Nothing I know of, no. Uh, Kevin? Yes, Bryce? I hope I'm not being indelicate when I say this, but... You're going to ask about the mummy, aren't you? I was indeed going to ask about that desiccated corpse that appears to be dressed in a CCPD deputy's uniform, yes. Also a classmate of ours. He was just a skeleton back in those days. I guess he managed to summon some rotting organs and seal them in with some old bandages in the meantime. And now he's an officer of the law. Good for him. Well, there's no law in the books that says a goose can't be a sheriff, I guess. That was just a movie, Kevin. Oh, right. It is strange that we've remained in this small town all these years, and I've never actually noticed that an ambulating corpse was employed by the sheriff's department. Oh, that's because the sheriff's department is kind of ashamed of him. They don't like to say it publicly, but it's pretty obvious. Mayor Malloy! Or, (laughs) can we call you Trojan? No, Mayor Malloy is good. Now that I think back on it, didn't you used to date that skeleton? For a while, yes, but I had to dump him. Because he was a skeleton? No, because he was a dick. So, Mayor Malloy... uh, I was going to ask what you'd been up to, but I guess we all know that. (laughs) Yes, I'm the mayor. And you two stayed in Contentment Corner, got married, and currently hold down nondescript jobs that marginally support the local economy. Yeah, that about sums it up. Great. Nice catching up with you both, I assume. Bye. Don't. Do not. Do not say it. I told you. And I told you not to say it. That's how people see us. That's how... Trojan Malloy sees us. Trojan Malloy, for whom diplomacy is something that just happens to other people. What's with all the Terry Pratchett quotes lately? Hey, guys! Oh, Jesus! Hello. Bryce, the clown is talking to us. I'm well aware of this, Kevin. I'm also pretty sure she can hear us. Sorry, do we know you? Do we not realize that you're the serial killer that's been terrorizing the town? Oh, did I not mention the serial killer in my recap? I was pretty sure I had. Also, since I have you, what is with the Terry Pratchett quotes? Is that this season's Twilight Zone quotes? Sorry guys, I just got off work and I didn't have time to change before I got here. I'm a birthday clown! Serial killer. Did... We go to school with you? Did you guys go to school with me? Of course you guys went to school with me. I'm Saltless O'Hallahan. Sorry, that's not uh, ringy-dinging any bells for me. Well, I remember you, Bryce. We were in the same class from the third grade on. We were lab partners in Mr. Kubicheski's chemistry class. We had to switch goggles because mine were too big for my head and yours were too small for yours. We made a whole three bears joke out of it. Oh, sure. And you, Kevin Cutchington, I sat behind you in every math class from pre-algebra to calculus. You... You did? I did! It's really great to see you guys! Uh... Yeah, yeah. You... too... Tell you what, I'm gonna go change, wash this grease paint off, maybe grab some punch, and then I'll come back over so we can catch up! I'm sure you'll recognize me once I'm back in my own human skin! Yeah... Okay. She sounds like a serial killer to me. Come on, let's go out and grab a smoke. That's still cool, right? Well, technically I don't think that was cool even when we were in school. Not helping. Listen, 
I know you want to deliver another long monologue about how you're disappointed and how your life turned out. Why don't you leave the meta stuff to our son, Kev? But I have to tell you, I am freaking the hell out right now. About what? About, about what? About the freaking clown at our high school reunion. But not the mummy police officer? Actually, no. now that I think of it, he, he was kind of cute. I can see why Trojan fell for him. Gross. It's just... There's a serial killer on the loose out there. Our son is in a mental institution. Uh, Voluntarily. And those creepy children over there aren't helping things. Those little girls are playing in a well-lit area, under obvious adult supervision, and are most likely the children of one or more of our classmates at this reunion. They're creepy, and I should know creepy because that was me in high school. We're not all proud of how we were back then. Kids aren't scary, Kevin. How many times must we go over this? The only thing that's truly scary is how insignificant we are in the grand scheme of things. You're just not going to let this go, are you? No, as it happens, I'm not just going to let my complete failure of a life go. I think... What? What? What is it? I saw something over there, some kind of blue glow. There it is again. I don't I don't see anything. Looks like it's coming from the old museum. Isn't that where Joe Conklin lived? The late Joe Conklin? The very recently late Joe Conklin? Could be. I'm going to go check it out. Okay, maybe you didn't hear what I was saying about wanting to avoid the serial killer, but that's exactly the opposite of Hey guys. Ah, Jesus. Sorry. I walk around in honking clown shoes all day, so when I strap the old feet back on... It's the shoes. They're just called shoes. The shoes. Are you two headed off someplace? A little after-party action, maybe? Oh, man. Remember when the three of us crashed the cast party for that family circus musical the theater guys did? I, I was just telling Bryce. Yeah, I saw something strange over that away. You're welcome to join me if you want. Great, I do want. I think he meant me. We can all go. In fact, I was just talking to Mayor Malloy. I'll see if she wants to come along too. Great. The old museum slash house that my dads are referring to belonged until very recently to Joe Conklin. At the age of 11, little Joey found himself visited by the ghost of former President Warren G. Harding. And being a glass half full sort of kid, He did what a lot of kids apparently inexplicably did in ye olden times. He started a boy detective business. Me and my good friend, the ghost of President Warren G. Harding. Ma'am. Is he... do you... are you the one haunting the Mitchell house? Oh, he's not haunting anyone. He's my business partner and my good pal. I was the 29th president of the United States. I signed the Fortney McCumber Tariff. Um... You're probably wondering what the G stands for. Go on, ask him. It's Gamaliel. Cute kid, right? Eventually, Joey helped President Harding settle his unfinished business on Earth, allowing him to ascend to the next plane. Then almost immediately, the ghost of Calvin Coolidge took his place. He just doesn't say much. For a while, I thought it might be some kind of a trick, like he was the ghost of a Calvin Coolidge impersonator who couldn't do the voice very well. But then I asked him about les les, les- government. Right, that. But that's pretty much all. 
I don't think I can solve a lot of mysteries with that. Well, let me get my purse, honey, and the two of you can investigate the case of the 1924 farm subsidies. Don't patronize me, Mom. Ah! Don't sass your mother. The next time we caught up with Mr. Conklin was back in Season 1 of Contentment Corner, which was set in 1987. Suddenly, all the presidential ghosts were lining up to get his help, presumably because his celestial reputation had spread in the executive afterlife, or possibly because Al wanted an excuse to play more presidents. Anyway, he and his then-fiancé Thelma Stanwyck left town together with the spectral remnants of the Commanders-in-Chief in tow. A Doctor Who-style spin-off following their adventures was briefly considered, but never happened. Anyway, as of last episode, Joe had returned to Contentment Corner, where he continued to cohabitate with about 20 presidential ghosts. And then he was murdered by a serial killer. Bryce, wait! No can do, little dude. I'm a man on a mission. I'm pretty sure this is still an active crime scene and we shouldn't be here. Who died and made you mayor? The previous mayor. For the first time in as long as I can remember, I have a sense of purpose. And I'm not going to give up until I know from whence that strange blue light originated. From. Whence. <sighs> Whither? If I had to guess, I'd say it was that ghost there. <laughs> Great thing to happen? Is that what you were going to say? No. What? Why are you even here? Welcome, travelers, to the home of Mr. Joseph Conklin, deceased. I am the ghost of President Harrison. William Henry Harrison? No, Benjamin. William Henry was my grandfather. I'd kind of hoped that I'd have extricated myself from the old man's shadow before I died. Wait, if you're really the spirit of Benjamin Harrison, tell me, who preceded you as president? Grover Cleveland. And who succeeded you? Grover Cleveland. Well, that doesn't sound right. No, it is. I just checked. Oh, now I get that joke from The Simpsons. President Harrison laid it all out for them. All that stuff I just told you about Joe Conklin helping them settle their earthly affairs. That's it. What's it? The sense of purpose I've been looking for. You mean beyond your husband and your child? Right, right. The, the, I mean, important stuff. I, I'm going to pick up where Mr. Conklin left off. I'm going to help these presidents. Who's with me, gang? Uh, yes. Well, I was until you addressed us as gang. Cheerfully rescinded. I'm in. So they divided the remaining presidents between them, accomplishing in short order what Joe Conklin could not accomplish in an entire lifetime. Sincerely apologize for the unnecessary use of excessive force at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Sincerely yours, Harry S. Truman, deceased. Hey, uh, could you change? I told you it is in seriously bad taste to call them that now. Hello, is this the Cuban embassy? I'm calling on behalf of former President William McKinley, who has a little something to say. Go on, sir. Mr. President, we talked about this. You have to do this. Uh, yes, uh, hello. Uh, I'm, uh, well, sorry for the Spanish-American War. What? Uh, oh, they, they want to talk to you again. Yes? Uh-huh. I understand. Thank you. Adios, mi amigo. I think they thought this was a joke, but he said they forgive you, so I'm pretty sure that counts. Huzzah! So now that just leaves... what? Puerto Rico, Guam, and the Philippines. Boy, you kept busy, didn't you? 
wishes to apologize to any Americans who may have been inconvenienced by the advent of the Great Depression, which, technically speaking, happened under my watch. Although electing that get-about Roosevelt in 32 seems like it was sufficient enough punishment to me. I'm not writing that. Bush residence, W speaking. <laughs> Do you have Prince Albert in a can? I don't know what that is. Hello? Hello? <laughs> We're supposed to be helping dead presidents, not living ones. I know! This was Franklin Pierce's idea. Hey, sup? Well, I think that's all of them. I seriously can't remember the last time I felt so... good. Like I did something that truly matters. Yeah, this was fun. Was it? I can never tell. It was! Hey, I'm... Sorry, I implied that you were a serial killer. That was... rude of me. Oh, that's okay. I know you didn't mean anything by it. I've known you for a quarter century, after all. You sure have. <laughs> it's another ghost. That's Joe Conklin, and look, he's waving at us. Actually, it looks like he's just waving at Saltness here. Actually, it looks like he's pointing at Saltness. And gesturing wildly. Oh, wow! Was that the time? Boy, this was great, you guys. We gotta do it again in 2042. See you then. So long. Bye. Well, that seems fine. Uh, oh, oh, is that it? Uh, I guess that's it. I, I kind of thought this bit would go on a little longer. I guess I should wrap up my little speech about nostalgia now. Boy, I'm, I'm really not prepared for this at all. Next time, I really should write this down before we start and try to keep things on course, thematically speaking. So, uh, anyway, uh, what else? I, I feel like we're not quite finished yet. Oh, I know. I escaped the mental institution. It was actually pretty easy. I just pretended to swallow a pill, and they let me walk right out. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, and now, much like my dad's, I'm a man on a mission. Tonight, I'm going to sleep concealed in this cow pasture. Tomorrow, my quest begins in earnest. Somewhere in Wisconsin, I think, a space station full of sketch comedians crashed about two years ago. If I can find some proof that happened, then I'll know for certain that I'm not crazy, and th that all of this is going somewhere. That there's a reason behind all of this, some driving logic that- Hey, keep it down over there, will ya? Yeah, it's hard enough to sleep standing up, but with you yammering on like that- uh, right. Sorry, cows. Wait, cows? <laughs> Episode 27 of Contentment Corner featured Duncan Bosco as Kevin Cutchington, Mark Bosco as Transejera Gehente, Christy Brannon as Mayor Trojan Molloy, Matt Robotham as Kevin the Cow, Nicole Santora as Vatican St. Corby, Amanda Smith as Saltness O'Hallorhan, Sabrina Snyder as Principal Pernicia Cortland Tatar. Jason Wallace as Bryce Champson, and Ron Algar-Watt as Angus the Cow, and Presidents Truman, Hoover, Bush, Pierce, McKinley, Harrison, oh, that's it. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt and produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2017. Ah, Jesus. Ah, Jesus. Ah, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Ah, oh, Jesus.
Oh, Beetlejuice! Ah, Beelzebub! Oh, Mephisto! Oh, Odin! <laughs>